You live. I'm the microphone fiend, Rakim. Spread the word, because I'm in E-F-F-E-C-T. Oh, we live. Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12, Kyle. And I want to thank you all for tuning in If you, as you do each and every uh, Tuesday night. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can find us right here, youtube.com backslash dead in sports. Of course, I will not be doing this show alone. Got the partners in crime with me. Uh, my man, BZ430. What up, though? What up, though? What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's going Chilling on? Man. Chilling, man. Can't call it. Can't call it. Oh, What's popping with you? Uh, nothing, man. Just I'm I'm I, I'm sitting here waiting for this weather to 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 you know crack, you know to get down. True, true indeed. Golfing, I'm ready to golf some more, man. I'm telling you, I've been having I've been having an itch. Been having oh yeah, to, man. To, to 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 get out there, man. I I need to do it. Oh shit, we got FIFO here. He on time today. FIFO, what up, man? What's good, man? I see him popping in there, man. What's going on? You know, when I don't work, man, you know I'll be here on time. Oh, you're off today. Okay. Oh, you're off today. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay, no. okay, okay. And our boy Ken will be joining us in just a second. Uh, shout out to everybody in our chat room. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody in the chat room, man. We definitely appreciate the love. Uh, pass the word, too. Just tell a friend to tell a friend. The boys are back on the air again. We got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, man, so much stuff is in the news, of course. Uh, we got Olympic coverage. Uh, we got some NBA news. Of course, we got the NFL news. NFL season kicks off in a few weeks. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, much to the uh, delight of my man FIFO, Kobe Bryant gets a day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we may talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about that, FIFO? Yeah, it's well-deserved. And it's oh, dope. Okay. Eight, two, <laughs> it's dope. They should retire both numbers. <laughs> See, see, y'all, y'all really think I hate Kobe. I don't hate Kobe. <laughs> like, I love Kobe. It's just, you know, like I just call it how it is. It was over for for a little while. Like he wasn't the same guy. You know. Shout, I, out, to, I'm, shout out, shout out to P Ness in the chat room, man. Shout out to P Ness. Yeah, shout out to P Ness, man. <laughs> uh, now I, I had to mess with you about Kobe, man, because every time I think about Kobe, I think about the debates we have, man. I just hear you and Rod going back and forth. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we want to definitely get into it getting hot and heavy. Uh, as always, we want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Make sure you pass the word. We're here every week right here on Dead in Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Um, now, let's start off, man. Uh, I guess we can start off probably with some of the biggest news uh, that come out of the Olympics. Um, uh, Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lion Ryan. Um, <laughs> a U.S. swimmer. Uh, many of you know the story. We touched on it briefly last week, but uh, I think the thing that we did not know because at the time that we did last week's show was that uh, Ryan Lochte, you know, came forth and told everybody that his story was fabricated. Basically, he lied. Um, he lied about being robbed at gunpoint. He lied about, you know, what actually happened. Uh, as many of you know the story, Ryan Lochte and three other swimmers from the U.S. swim team uh, went into a gas station. Uh, they went to use the bathroom. bathroom was locked, or so they said, and they managed to piss 
on the walls or something outside the bathroom or something. And then he went in the bathroom. Brian Lochte knocked down a soap dispenser, vandalized the place, and subsequently decided to leave. Well, uh, security guards said, no, no, player, you're not leaving. <laughs> you're, going, you're not going to tear up our stuff and leave. So uh, subsequently, a security guard pointed a gun at Ryan Lochte and his swimmers. Now, that's where the story gets tricky because Ryan Lochte said the gun was – he told people – initially, he told NBC that the gun was pointed at his head. And he made it sound as if, like, he was in a movie or something. I mean, I don't know about any of you who are listening, but if you've ever had a gun pointed at you, you know, whatever, dude, is not your typical response. Um, nonetheless, uh, we all hear the, heard the fiasco. Ryan Lee Lochte has since apologized and subsequently lost sponsorships from the four major sponsors that he had uh, to back his swimming career. They're, expect, they're estimating that he could lose anywhere between 5 and $10 million in potential earnings. Um, that being said, man, Beasy, man, what, what, what's your take on this whole Ryan, Ryan Lochte fiasco? It's crazy because I think last week we talked about this before we knew, you know, before the whole lion scandal thing, not scandal, before the whole lion stuff got put out there. We didn't know. We thinking we up here talking stuff about Rio and how rough it is out there. And right, right. And, uh, like before we even knew about this. So when this all came out, I was like, First of all, I was like, wow. Second, like, why did he lie? Second of all, I was like, why are they calling him? He's just a kid. He just want to have fun. Ryan, he's 32 years old. That's a grown ass man. And it's like, right. The media is giving this dude a pass. It's like the media is giving this dude a pass because, you know, oh, he's Olympic. Oh, well, you know, he's just a kid. He's having fun. Bullshit. First of all, um, Second is and then what made it so bad? He left the country and left his whole teammates. You know, mm -hmm. the swim team still, you know, still in Rio, man. Like, what's up with that? Like, dude, and you know what? He if he's gonna lie like that, he kind of deserved to get his his uh, his uh, endorsements cut and, and people kind of kind of cutting ties with him, man. Because that just you don't want you don't want to be working with someone that's showing shady ties like that, man. Like seriously, because then you can't trust them. So I mean, him right. losing endorsements, I get it, but yeah, man, I, I'm just surprised. I ain't gonna even say surprised, but this is amazing how the media is like spinning this as, oh, he's just, oh, he's, you know, he's just a kid. He's a kid, man. If that would have been either one of the guys from the USA Olympics team, oh been Serena Williams, <laughs> you know, they already flipped the script on little poor little Gabby. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. You know, oh, they're not. A, if if Serena would have tore bathroom up in her drunken nights. And acting a fool, and then she lied about it. Oh man, the media would have told Serena up, told her up. But you know, man, it, it's bad for Ryan, man. And that's not a good look to, to lie like that. Because you know, it, it's like for me, it look. I, I look at it as he was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm I'm an American. And, you know, this this country poor. I, all I gotta do is just lie because they're already known for having harsh crimes and robberies here. All I gotta do is just say I got robbed. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And, you know, I can just go on back to my merry-go-way. You know, they ain't going to say nothing to me. They ain't going to touch me. I'm about to hop on a plane, be on the first thing smoking back to the U.S. And I'm good. You know what I'm saying? You lied to your mom about it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your mama. You lied to a lot of people about this whole situation. You know what I'm saying? And we here we are talking about it last week. Like, damn, Ryan got robbed. That's messed up. Like, you know, like feeling bad for him. Like, you got to be careful out there in them streets, Ryan. And then come to find out he lying about the whole thing. So, man, that, that's... I'm sorry. I just hate to see the the the, the quote unquote white privilege kind of. He's using this white privilege to his advantage because of the media, 
and they call him a kid. And even his apology didn't even seem sincere. Like, did you see it? Right, right. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw it. He didn't didn't sound sincere at all. His apology has so many assholes' tendencies to it. Like, oh, you an asshole. That dude is an asshole. It was a bad look, man. It was just a bad look altogether. Um, I, I hate, because I feel kind of, I feel like I, I, I got hoodwinked. Because like I said, we talked about this last week. We talked about it last week. Here I am like, damn, man. You got to be careful out there in them damn Rio streets. I'm going to be making a joke about it. I'm joking on Rio. Right. I'm clowning Rio. And here, this dude was lying the whole time, man. So, yeah, man, that, that's, that's, that's foul. People, what about you and Ryan Lochte's big, big lie? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I thought Ken, I thought Ken was gonna be a little bit later because I was gonna channel my inner Ken and be like, Yo, this is all white privilege right here, man. Like, B's one hundred percent right, and going after B, B hit every point one hundred percent. So it's really tough going after B right now. Oh, but, I'm sorry. You need no, no, you did a great. Great job, B. You did a great job. But um, no, nah, man, the white privilege, man, the way they, the way they trying to spin this thing, man, and, and the way he got out of it. What he pay like a ten thousand dollar fine or something like that? Well, one of the other swimmers did that. Ryan Lochte didn't pay anything. Well, so <laughs> I thought he had to pay <laughs> exactly. Like, look, man, th- th- this right here, this this is out of control. Cause another point B touched on, man. Like, if this was a brother, oh man. Oh man, I I think he might have even got prosecuted in Brazil differently. Oh, you don't want to go in Brazil jail? You really don't. No, you don't you want really to. You, don't. you ain't bother like. Can Can you imagine if this was Draymond? Oh, oh, that's what I'm saying. They would ate him up. They would ate him up. Yeah, man, crazy, crazy. I mean, just. The only thing I mean, B like I said, B touched on a lot of great points. The only thing I had to add was, like, you know, it's almost like the old saying, you know, you tell one lie to tell another lie to tell another lie. Um, and here's the thing, like, nobody would have known if Ryan Lochte hadn't. First and foremost, he told his mother, right? So when he told his mother, his mother was the one that actually, quote unquote, broke the story because she was talking to someone in the media. And she said that her son had gotten robbed. And, you know, she said that her son, and she made, she let it be known that her son was Ryan Lochte. Well, you know, of course, the media are going to ask questions about that. Um, secondly, you know, like B said, you, it had been a little bit different if, if he had come out and said, hey, this is what happened. It wasn't the guys. And not only did he lie about it, but he, he was out of the country. His boys got jammed up on the plane. They were about to leave, and they were like, hold on, player. Y'all not going nowhere. So, you know, it, it's just – it's a bad look, man. And I, I think it it actually, you know, stains – and Ryan Lochte is someone that most people don't know. You know, before this happened, a lot of people outside of, you know, those who watch the Olympics don't know much about Ryan Lochte. But he's someone who's lived in Michael Phelps' shadow. And, um, you know, he wants to be – and now, to his credit, he's got a lot of medals. But he ain't Michael Phelps. And we all know, you know, Michael Phelps is, is the athlete when it comes to swimming. But um, it's a, like B said, it's a bad look. Bad look for the for U.S. swimming. Bad look, even worse look for Ryan Lochte. And, you know, and it's a stain for you for the, the United States as well because, you know, we out. He got us out here looking bad, you know, in the Olympics, on the world stage. And it shouldn't be about that. So that's all I got on that. What about you, Ken? Oh, man, I think B uh, pretty much nailed it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, good. we got you good. Yeah, man. All right, cool. 
Um, yeah, I think I think B nailed it, man. Um, it's just funny how, for me, the 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 media and how they're trying to spin it. And I saw one thing on Twitter when Al Roker was confronting this guy that he was doing a, yep. a news segment with. And the guy yep. had the nerve to say that he just embellished. <laughs> and, and and now Roker's like, wait a minute. This, 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 and this isn't true. There's no embellishment. Because embellishment is taking something that is true and just kind of adding on to it. Right. Come to find out, he lied about pretty much the whole damn thing. And it is a stain on America. It makes us look bad. Um, you know, I also think that, you know, his, of course, his apology is a sincere. Somebody wrote that for him. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's just put out there to get the media on his side to say that, hey, he admits that he, you know, it's the old thing where, hey, he, he admit he made a mistake. We should just move on. No, 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 no. This guy, you know, definitely made a mistake, but the, I think that his intentions behind it, you know, I think him thinking, it's the certain amount of privilege that he had, he thought that he could literally just tell this story and get away with it because he's a celebrity, he's Ryan Lodge, Lockie or whatever you say it. Lockie. And, and I think that that's part of it. And he never thought that he would get caught. And and now that he has been, he, he doesn't really know what to do. And I, I'm ashamed that there are outlets out here that are not holding him accountable for what he done. This this just this is inexcusable. Yeah, we can forgive him and admit that he made a mistake and move on. But how about we at least admit that he lied first and then we can move from there? But having to sit here and, and have hashtags Ryan Lockie lied is is sad. It's a sad state that we live in that one guy can go over there and blatantly lie about every single thing that happened and we're sitting here making excuses for him and that's the problem that I have. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it, man. I, you know, he, he's suffering for it. He lost his, his sponsorship for it. His, his public image is ruined. And, um, and he has to eat the consequences of what happens from here on out. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, he, he's he's going to continue to suffer. And like I said, it's it's he's looking at losing anywhere between five to ten million dollars in endorsements. And you know, it's never cool anytime you lose money. So, but he did it to himself. So, um, you know, we'll see how this plays out for him. Uh, could you know, someone I heard someone saying, well, maybe he may try to redeem himself and try to come back, uh, you know, for the next Olympics. But Ryan Lochte's 32 years old. Uh, you know, he's probably not coming back to the Olympics. And, you know, it'd probably be in his benefit not to unless Michael Phelps doesn't come back, um, which he said he's not coming back. But So we'll see. We'll see how this thing plays out. Um, but, yeah, he definitely made headlines for all the wrong reasons. Um, now, speaking of the Olympics, the Olympics just wrapped up Sunday night. Um, we saw a lot of different things. A lot of people, you know, won gold medals. Uh, <laughs> a lot of funny moments. Um, uh, Ken, what was the your your favorite moments, if you will, or if just if there was one or, or multiple moments from um, the this this Olympics? I'm gonna start this off. 
with um, a big shout out to my sisters, man. Oh, you stole it, Ken. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say you can say it. That's what I was gonna say, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and 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 I'll I'll just leave it at that, man. I'm I'm very proud of them. I'll I'll let B eat. Um, but yeah, I think that. So I wanted to just congratulate them. Um, they did an outstanding job. Um, Usain Bolt showed his ass. That's the second one. Uh, definitely memorable moments. And then you know him and his boy laughing at each other. You know, uh, Usain Bolt slowing down to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the Canada. Yeah. So that'll stick with me. Um, but, but I think <laughs> the one that tastes the cake, man, is the dude that lost the competition because his dick hit the pole. <laughs> I what? You guys didn't see this or hear about this? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Dude, it was the pole ball. Okay, Ken, you're talking about the, he, all he had to do was nail it without touching it, and then he would have got gold. Yeah, and, and his... Yep, they zoomed in. Because, you know, they got those tights on. So, I mean, yeah, you when they showed the slow motion, this damn genital area hit that pole, and it, 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 it the pole fell down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I missed that, thankfully. I mean, that was like, <laughs> trust me, I wasn't looking right. for it. Right, right. But, you know, I go to Yahoo uh, every morning, and it was one of their stories uh, on their sports page because I go to the Yahoo Sports. And I saw it. I'm like, what? And, you know, and I kind of left it at that. But it's still a hilarious story because as far as I know, I've never heard of a story like that before, mm-hmm. thank God. Not saying that it hasn't happened, <laughs> but um, I think that one, that one, that one took the cake, man. That that's what a way to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how you were disqualified because nature. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are my three moments, man. <laughs> hey, what about you, FIFO? Uh, some of your your favorite your favorite moment or moments from this past Olympics. Um, you know, I think hands down, uh, Usain Bolt, man. Um, that that dude's unreal. That dude's that dude's unreal. Mainly because it seems like he never gives a hundred percent for a whole race. So it's always like, man, he still has something left in them legs. And the fact that he's done it for over a decade now. And it, I feel like he could still come back. He says he's retiring. I, I feel like he, he's probably going to come back. That's just me. But um, I think the third quarter that uh, Kevin Durant had against Serbia um, mm-hmm. in the gold medal game, you know, I talked a lot of smack, you know. I, I, people, uh, I was just about to say, you, you were, you were kind of critical of KD last week. Yeah. You know, and he, and he stepped heard up. You. And he stepped up. And, and, and he stepped up. Like, I knew he should you know what I'm saying? You should be walking amongst legends out here, man. And and what he did was was pretty damn legendary. And and if that's what's coming to Golden State, uh, that's 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 gonna be kind of scary. That's <laughs> that's that's not gonna really be that you know too fair. Um, but that's really what stood out to me. And then obviously the 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 women, uh, uh you know, relay team. But I'm gonna let B eat on that too. 
Go ahead, B. Break it down. I think go B's ahead, on the B. Road tonight. Oh no, 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 no. I, I was just saying like like if Kyle would kick it to me first, I'd have been like, man. Yeah, go, go ahead. Women power. My black queens was out here doing it up in the Olympics. Um, shout out to um, I hope I say her her first name right. Is it Candace Shields? She's from Flint. I've been following her story for like about a year now. Um, she's a boxer, and you know. And she pretty much finished. She finished this Olympics off so strong, man, with her getting being the first female USA athlete to win the gold medal twice. You know, she won it in 2012 in London, and then she won it this year. So, I, so shout out to her because, like I said, I've been following her story for a long time. Um, shout out to both Simones for killing it. She, mm-hmm. she killed the gymnastics, and the other Simone killed the swimming for us for breaking that stereotype that black people can't swim. Because I'm one of the the minorities of blacks that can swim. Thanks, shout out to my dad for teaching me. What up, pops? But um, yeah, man, just the black. I mean, the uh, the the uh, women track and field, they did their thing. You know, it's just it was it was just awesome seeing all. I I don't remember the, the lady name that won the the, the weightlifting is one that won the weightlifting. Another one won the uh when you, when you take the ball on your shoulder and you throw it out like she won to go. Uh, hammer throw. Man, like it was awesome, man. Like it was just seeing all the lovely, lovely black women just doing it in the Olympics, man. Was just that was the super highlight for me, man. I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm not. I mean, the elephant in the room, you saying, but yeah, that's obvious. You know, Michael Phelps winning his twenty up total up to twenty three uh, gold medals. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was the black women. I was tweeting it throughout the whole time. I'm like, man, I'm loving. All this black women power that's going on in the Olympics. I'm just loving it. So, yeah, that's 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 the super highlight for me. Of seeing my black queens doing their damn thing, man. I, I I loved it. Another thing too. Now I'm about to get in some some. I'm about to, I'm about to nig for a second. But man, like if I was like out there, cause you know Brazil got some nice looking women. I know if I was like on the USA team, man, I'd be like a box full of condoms. I'd have been knocking them out, man. Knocking them out. <laughs> if I wasn't married, like if I wasn't married to something like that, man, I'd have been. Man, I'd be like, yo, man, I'm about to I'm about to run around town and try to knock some stuff out because you know it's plenty, plenty of some nice looking women out there in Brazil, man. I've always I've heard stories about some nice B. You 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 know uh Demarcus Cousins and like two other players got caught in a brothel. Really? Yeah. You know they, they, they said it was a mistake. They, man, they said they were going somewhere to find a massage. Nah, it was a mistake. They was knocking them out. They wanted that damn happy ending. That's what they wanted. That's what it was. And they got the gold medal. So you know they was partying like, hey, man, let's go fuck some more. Like, come on, man. Like, I know I bet that was fun. But yeah, shout out to all my black queens, man, out there doing their thing in the Olympics. They represented well. I think they probably had a majority of the gold medals. You know how they do the count of, like, the you know, each countries and the medals and gold medals? I think go. I think USA had like 46. Of, I forgot how many. But you know they we had the most gold medals in the US. I'm like, I wonder how many of the of, the, of our black women had those medals because they was doing it, man. Doing we it. had the most medals total too. Like we had yeah, we had the most medals total. I think, I think they said uh, track and field had like 32, and swimming had 30. 30, 33, something like that, something crazy of the 100 and something medals that we had. Uh, so, yeah, USA definitely represented. I agree with B. I mean, it was great seeing the sisters out there like that, um, from the Simones to uh, Allison Felix to Tori Bowie. Um, you know, th- that stood out, uh, I think. You know, and, and I think one of the great things about the Olympics is, is that, uh, you know, you find yourself watching sports that you don't normally watch. I don't know about you guys, but 
I, you know, when the Olympics don't come around, I'm not watching swimming. Now, I'll watch track and field, but I'm not watching them swimming. Um, and I probably won't see much gymnastics between now and, you know, the next Olympics. But, um, but it was great to watch, man. And it was something, and pretty much it was something on TV every night. Of course, Michael Phelps was incredible. Um, the, the USA women's basketball team really didn't get a, I don't want to say they didn't get a lot of, I mean, people talked about it, but not in the same sense of everybody else. But it, it was sick how, I mean, like, it was literally like the Globetrotters playing against, you know, the Washington Generals. I mean, like, it was crazy. The USA, USA women's basketball team obliterated the competition. It wasn't even close. Um, of course, Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, man. You know, I don't, there's really not much more I can say about Usain. He just makes it look so easy. And I, I think people don't understand that this guy is six foot five. I mean, like, and you're not supposed to be that tall and run that fast. I agree with FIFO. If he wants to come back four years from now, honestly, the, the I mean, because Bolt just turned 30, right? So he'll be 34. The DeGrasse guy, you know, he might, from Canada, Drake's homeboy, he might be able to, you know, give him a run. But the thing about it is in all of his events, nobody's even close. So I'm like, I don't even know if we'll let, if he decides to come back four years from now, um, you know, that somebody's going to give him a run for his money. But then again, he could leave now and walk out on top. So I can understand that too as well. Um, also, I, I don't know, you know, if anybody watching uh, watches soccer, but uh, I don't. I'm not really a big fan of soccer. I'll I'll watch it if it's on. But that game between uh, it was Brazil and I can't remember who they were playing, but uh, Neymar had the winning uh, kick, and that was incredible. And it was great for for Brazil. I was, you know, you, you want to see, you know, countries win, especially if they hadn't won before and Brazil lost the last time in the World Cup. So that was big. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of great moments, man. It was a lot of great moments. I found myself, you know, watching stuff on TV, like I said, that I normally don't even watch or particularly care to watch. Um, you know, there were some funny moments. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the guy with the, I think it was 100-meter hurdles, and he hit the first hurdle, and the hurdle, like, tackled him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. You got to – I seen the link. It was crazy. He got I me. Mean, he got obliterated by the first hurdle. Um, that was funny. Uh, you got it broke That's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't funny. Um, Hell no. One of the one of the diving competitions there, they were having problems with the wind. They were getting like 35, 40 mile an hour gust of wind. So the divers were getting blown as they were jumping off the diving board. That was that was kind of funny too. Um, you know, and you know there was a lot of you got to give Brazil credit too. And I'll wrap this up. You got to give Brazil credit because there was a lot of stuff, a lot of talk about crime, a lot of talk about Zika and, you know, all these other things. And, you know, other than the green water, I mean, for the most part, man, I mean, you know, they seem to have put on a pretty good, you know, show uh, as far as the Olympics is concerned. So, you know, it's Tokyo in 2020, so we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I took away from the Olympics. Um, now, speaking of the Olympics, uh, obviously the men's basketball team uh, won the gold medal. Uh, guys like Carmelo and Kevin Durant, as FIFO mentioned, you know, we're incredible throughout the series. Uh, but the question I guess I want to throw out to you guys is that, you know, we saw some games and, you know, some may say that we didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't necessarily have our best. We didn't have the LeBrons. We didn't have the Seth Currys of the world. But we still had guys who were all-stars and first-team NBA, second-team NBA. 
I guess the question, I, and I'll start first with you, FIFO. Do you think other countries have closed the gap as far as like, because we saw some games that were kind of nip and tuck. Now, to, you know, to their credit, there aren't any other Olympic teams that have bona fide stars. I mean, with the exception maybe of Spain and, and having a guy like Pau Gasol, you know, you don't have a lot of different countries that have the bona fide stars, although that could change going forward if you think about, you know, in 2020, you know, Canada may have, you know, Andre Wiggins. And Australia could have Ben Simmons on their team. You know what I'm saying? So there could be stars that go against our stars. So I guess the question I have is, do you, do you think that the other countries have closed the gap on USA basketball? They have. Um, not to the point where if we put our absolute best out, that they would be able to win a gold medal. But in the future, there's a lot of young talent that are from other countries. Look at Chris Stapps Porzingis, who's 7'3 yep, and forgot about like him. that. You know, uh, we got Thawne Maker coming into the league now. I don't know if y'all saw him in summer league. I've been high on him for forever, you know, since he was a skinny dude. I, I told Ken about he him when we good. was at YP. You know, so he looks like he's dominant. So, you know, there's a lot of long-rangey type guys, the uh, Atatakumpo brothers, you know. So there, there, there's, there's a lot of worldly talent out here, a lot of worldly talent. And um, I think definitely in the future we're going to get pushed even further. Um, I don't think that we're actually going to lose or have a real threat of losing until we see a country put together at least 10, like, bona fide all-star type guys. You know, I, like, there's still not a country like that. I think Spain is the closest. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think Canada's definitely on the way. Um, Australia's nice. But I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's going to have that in the next you know, like four to eight years, 12 years, okay. you know, I just, I don't see that happening, but the, but the world is a lot closer, man. Um, Cause when you look at when the dream team competed, obviously there's never going to be a team like that. That is the greatest team uh, ever assembled in basketball, hands down. Right. But the world was so far behind. Like it, it definitely wasn't fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, a lot of these teams, they would still get blown out, but, they wouldn't do what those guys did back there in 92 either. You know what I'm saying? Definitely be a lot closer. But um, to answer the basis of the question, yes, the world has caught up. But I'm not. I'm still not worried about us losing. Hello? Kyle? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Are you still there? Um, you know what? It... Just to kind of pick up where FIFA left off, um, yeah, it feels like the the competition has narrowed a little bit um, based on what we saw. And I, you know, I understand that we didn't have, you know, some of the the superstars in on this team, but we still had some of America's best. And you know, in in the past, that was besides that one blemish that we had, that was always good enough. And for them to, for some of the games to be as tight as they were, it makes you wonder. Now, look, we saw what happened in the, in the gold medal game, and they kind of right. restored some faith in, you know, in, in our belief of them as a unit, and we want to believe that they should have played this way, all, you know, throughout the, um, the whole Olympics. But... The fact is, they didn't. 
we don't know what the reasons were or why. You know, was it coaching? Was it the players taking things, you know, light? Was it the lack of a leader in which FIFO, you know, alluded to? And it seemed like since he's mentioned mm-hmm. that, KD kind of stepped up to the forefront and became that guy. You know, was it that? What were the reasons why those games were closer than they should have been in our minds based on what we saw um, on the on the opposing teams? You know, we don't really know. But going back to what you were saying, Kyle, with some of the players that will be competing on those teams possibly in the next few years, they're going to be forces to reckon with, plus whatever great players that they have in their country. So that could definitely pose a problem moving forward and LeBron has came out and said, you know, he wants to play again. So he could really much kill all of this because, you know, he stepped on the court in four years. Even though he'll be much, much older, he can still orchestrate that court like nobody's business. So Do you do you think, and I heard that, Ken, do you think he, he is serious about coming back in four, four years from now? Yeah. I, I think LeBron doesn't put anything out there in which he's not serious. He he's he, he's a tactician man. Like don't he, contest. Well, besides that, he, he's very very serious about you know his moves, man. He he plays chess a lot of the time. So right, um, whether or not it happens is is another thing. A lot can happen in the, in four years, and we all have to understand that. But if he put it out there, man, he, he's seriously thinking about it. And you know what? I mean, let's be real. He could be caught up in the moment you know, of, of the Olympics and seeing everybody play. Sometimes we get emotional like that, and it happens. You're like, man, you know, I want to be out there. Maybe he just wanted to play ball. You never know. But it goes to the history of LeBron James. He always likes to have the option. You know, he likes to leave the window open. He doesn't like to put anything concrete until the moment comes and passes. You know, so you're 100% right, Ken. A lot of things can change. What if he goes to another four straight final? Do you think he's really going right. to want to play in an Olympics? I don't think so. You know, um, what no. if he doesn't? You know, what if they struggle? Maybe he needs, you know, the Olympics to, to get things at home off of his mind. You, you know, so so we don't know. <laughs> and y'all going to leave Melo alone, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. He better, he better you, you latch know what, on you to You know what's funny about Melo? You know what's funny about Melo, man, is that, like, I hate the Knicks. But I find myself more often than not defending Carmelo, man. I mean, like, people go in on Carmelo. I love the dude, man. I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see his post-game press conference, man, but he was, like, in tears. Like, he was really about to start crying, man. I I, I understood where he was coming from. I love that guy. I hate I the Knicks, Melo but I love too, Carmelo. I, I love him coming out of Syracuse, man. Like, that, I watched him play, and that, that was my boy, man. And, you know... So it's just he's 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 easy right now, you know, and he opted to stay in New York when he could have went to a situation. But you know, you gotta salute that man. make he makes his own choices. But Melo is the truth, man, and I I think he's finding himself uh, as he ages more and more. Yeah, and plus Derek Rose are their super team, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> B, what about you, man? Uh, your take on um, y'all made me forget what we talk about. <laughs> your take on um, on what we're talking about about the Olympics, just that fast, as we can. About they... yeah, Olympic team. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Um, I think I've said this before, but I do think because, and I think people mentioned it earlier. I think because of 
the dominance of the '92 Dream Team, I think a lot of a lot of international teams was like, "Yo, okay, we can't get embarrassed like this in the future upcoming Olympics." You know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, you know, I think the 2008 squad they was blowing teams out a lot. The LeBron, Kobe, D Wade, Chris Paul squad, or whatever. Um, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh. You know, I think they were they was they was kicking teams' ass, but still, like '92 Dream Team set that bar and they made these overseas teams step their game up. And, you know, I was watching something on ESPN, what was that, yesterday, how they were saying, like, how, what was that, Carl Anthony, like, a lot of these upcoming stars are, like, like Andrew Wiggins from Canada, like, a lot of these stars are from, like, playing in, Can- you know, from Canada, their original citizenship is in Canada. Oh, I forgot about Wiggins. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, towns. you know, you got a lot of these, because if you look, um, the Australia team has some guys, like Patty Mills, our uh, backup center Aaron Bias, he was on he was on that squad. They was they was they got Dante some boys, man. Yeah, um, who I forgot who was on that. Exum, yep. There was a lot of NBA um, players on there, so you know I, I do see them catching up in the years to come. I think they can definitely make it to where I think we're still going. to – I think we can still be dominant in the in the um, Olympics, but they can we can have some games where we're like. Holy, like every game can be almost a game where the USA can sweat a little bit. They might end up winning by 15 or 20, but majority of the game they was only up by, you know, it was some lead changes here and there. They was probably up by like six or something like that. Well, I can definitely see that happening. But um, yeah, I still think US is gonna be a, a dom as long as they still sending out pretty much their tier one, two ish, three guys out there. I think I think USA is still get it, man. You know, it just depends on if all some of these upcoming superstars play for their native countries. That'd be interesting, man. Like, yeah, like I right. said, Andrew Wiggins and all them playing for Canada. That'd be that'd be really interesting because now you you playing against guys who you're familiar with as well, and you know you and you playing in the international stage. So you know the, the court's not as big, three point line is not as long. You know you can knock the ball around after they hit the rim and stuff. I mean, just rules are different. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see, man. It it, it really will. So. I think they can catch up in due time, man. I think they will. I think they. I think they sick of USA dominating so much. Yeah, I, I, and I, I agree with, with everybody. I think it's um, even like FIFO said, if you look back at the Dream Team, I mean, like those games, you watch those games really from, not even necessarily from a competitive standpoint, but you just really wanted to see what the Dream Team was going to do and how bad they were going to blow them out. Like I remember uh, the game where uh, the United States played against Croatia. And Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan obliterated Tony Kukoc. Uh, they, I mean, like they, I've never seen somebody on a basketball court scared to touch the ball. Um, and you know, so you had those moments. But now I think you know when you when you look at these guys, a lot of like you said, a lot of them are playing in the NBA. But the difference is, is that none of these countries have their superstars per se. You know, even though you take a country like Spain that had Powell, but Powell is not. You know, he's on the downside of his career. But it'll be interesting if, let's say, a cat like Ben Simmons, if he pans out to be who we think he may be as far as a superstar, what and he then he is, goes to Kyle, play for his home. Get it right. What he is already. <laughs> what he no. is already day one. What no. he is already day one. So you we're right. not going to do this tonight. <laughs> no, no, tr- get it right. This man. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to send y'all a video I, I just watched last night, man. I'm telling you, man. Y'all, y'all, man, oh. y'all not even ready w- w- for what he's about to do. You better get your league pass this year. If you don't get league pass every year, 
You better get it this year. They're going to be one of the year. most exciting teams to watch, yo. Who are you talking about? Trust me. Philly. Philly? Oh, I thought you were about to say Minnesota. Hey, man. Them too. I, I believe Them too. I believe you. I just, I, I think, you know. Ben Simmons should be pointing to my point. I think I we, we, we'll too. see. We'll see. But I, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting once guys like that on that level are playing for their home country and then we're going necessarily we're kind of going star for star. You know, obviously I think in the United States we're gonna have more stars, but you know, like B said, I think you can have games that'll be, you know, very competitive, you know. And I think if you get a good game, you know, going in the last five, six minutes of the game, you know, in the fourth quarter, that's all you can ask for. Um, you know, obviously I want us to see us win, so but I, I agree with FIFO and Ken. You know the gap has been closed, um, and um, I think we'll we'll learn in due time how how much the gap is closed. But uh, it, it's 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 always good to see USA win. I think you know one of the things that I'm I'm going to be curious to see because obviously these guys have been playing together for these last few months is the kind of friendships and bonds that they made off the court. And how that translates, you know, into the uh, the regular season when they got to go up against each other and everything, and um, you know, so that's going to be interesting. And obviously, you know, Kevin Durant with uh, Golden State. So, um, so yeah, always good to see USA basketball, man. I think it's uh, it's anytime we win, it's it's, it's a good thing. Um, speaking of the NBA, uh, we got news that even though we knew that it was going to happen. The NBA was going to move their uh, All-Star game in 2017 uh, from Charlotte. As you, many of you know, Charlotte, excuse me, the state of North Carolina has the uh, HB2 bill, uh, which discriminates against uh, people's gender. Uh, it's a long bill. I, you guys can read it at your leisure. Uh, nonetheless, um, the NBA pulled out of Charlotte, which was supposed to be the whole city, and it is now moving the game to New Orleans. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on this, Kim? What, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, you know, it's been, I think it's been there before. I'm pretty sure it has. 2014. Uh, it has recently, too. 20, I think. 2014. Oh, 2014. Wow. I didn't know it was wow. that recent. Uh, well, uh, you know, I think they would, they're probably prepared to handle it since they just had it. So um, I think it's cool, man. I think overall the, the main uh, reason behind them moving it uh, in the first place is a noble uh, idea, and one that I stand behind. Um, so, so I'm cool with them, and I have no issues with New Orleans. Hey, maybe we should go. Yep. Oh, no doubt. It was, it was, it was in New Orleans, 2008 and 2014. Wow. Yeah. So they've had it back to back. Okay. Yeah, New Orleans getting all the love, man. Hey, send that All Star Weekend. We're gonna bring it back to Atlanta. You said what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh no! You know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Staples Center um in in 2018. Did they just have it in L.A. like a couple of years ago? They had it in 2011 in L.A. I don't think it's ever going back to Vegas. Man, oh woo! I bet Vegas, man, Vegas was crazy. That's Thank where it needs right, to. Man, Dang. that's where it should have went. It, it should have went to Vegas. It should have went to Vegas. New Orleans I, I had it too so many too. times. You know what I'm saying? And recently as well. I think it should have went to Vegas, man. Especially um, in the off season. I forgot. It was during Summer League. It was during one of the Philly games. Um, the commish 
addressed um, some of the rule changes that they were talking about. And he also addressed somebody asked him about move or, or expanding the league to Vegas because you know they just got an NHL team. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know, they didn't want to expand, but I think this would have been a prime opportunity to bring the All Star game there, you know, because they already host a lot of stuff. They host, you know, part of the summer league, but I think that also doing the All Star game there would have been would have been great. Hell yeah, it would have. <laughs> and I tell you why they don't want to do it in Atlanta. All these basketball players side people Traffic. probably stay here. Mm-mm. Oh, they don't want the side pieces next to the next to the family, man. Too close. <sighs> oh man, including Adam Silver. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. What about you, B? Uh, your your thoughts on the on the game being moved? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I saw New Orleans, I was saying the same thing. I'm like, damn, they just had it in 20, 2008 and in twenty fourteen. So it's just like, well. You know, love for New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, I, I don't really, I didn't really care. I mean, you know, it was All Star Weekend. You know, I, I was just, I was kind of curious of where they was, where they was gonna have it at since they, you know, they canceled out in Charlotte. But you know, in New Orleans, that's cool. You know, it's it's it is what it is. Like like Ken said, it's it's close to here. So you know, if you can make your way up to New Orleans during All Star Weekend, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and I'm sure the logistics of it all probably uh, helped in the decision. Yeah. But if you think about what happened with New Orleans with Hurricane Katrina, yeah. um, for it's them to go for back the there, it's good for the for the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they need it. Yeah, and I think it's it's New Orleans seems to be a place when you look at what they've done as far as Super Bowls and stuff. They can put on an event. I mean, they you know they have the national championship games and stuff like that, and they always seem to you know between Super Bowls. National championship games in football and basketball, uh, you know, they seem to always be able to put off, pull, you know, pull off a great event. So, uh, like Ken said, with the logistics and that, you know, Charlotte was running out of time, you know, and it's proposed that Charlotte get the games in 2019. So we'll see. But I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot is going to have to happen with them uh, with regards to that bill and, you know, somewhat with the governor that's currently in uh, the state of North Carolina. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I I thought you know I thought um I thought New Orleans was, was a cool uh, place to go. Uh, like you said, I, I Vegas probably would have been my first choice. Um, and you know there's there's always a, uh, a a huge flock of people, if you will, uh, that makes it to the NBA All Star Game. I, I I need to do some research to see if the game has ever been in Salt Lake City. Cause I'm wondering if we gonna go out to Salt Lake City if the All Star Game is at in a, in Salt Lake City. I mean, it's kind of hard to turn up in Salt Lake City. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be just a little bit hard to turn up in Salt Lake City. That's just a guess. I've never been before. Or it's a nice place. Um, so we'll definitely definitely keep our eyes on that. Uh, as you guys know, the NFL season will be starting in just a few weeks. Uh, we're entering week three of uh, preseason football. Um, real quick, man, do, do you guys actually watch preseason football, FIFO? Do you watch preseason football? If I all? don't. I don't. I don't watch preseason. What about you, B? I just watch the highlights. Come on, football? 
Yeah, yeah. Pre- uh, do you, are like, are you watching like the Lions preseason game? Nope. I don't get. I don't get excited until September eighth, until the third that 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 kickoff Thursday night, when I know it when it counts. Because then I'm checking my fantasy football squad. So it's like once the regular season starts, that's when I'm happy. You know, preseason is just yeah, you letting the rookies, letting the, the, the walk on guys, guys trying out, just trying to get on the squad or whatever. Now, I mean, I I don't mind watching the hard knocks; those be cool every season. But yeah, I don't be like tuned in to preseason. I mean, I I'm happy about preseason because then it's like okay, yes, football is in the air. We're we're almost there, but I don't be like oh man, is you watching this game this Sunday? Is the preseason game? No, but when it once once that regular season starts, man, I'm all in. I am in it to win mm-hmm. it. Watching everything to lose. What about <laughs> what about you, Ken? I have I don't uh, typically, but I have watched a few games, and it seems like they these games uh, this preseason have seemed pretty interesting. I mean, you got people going for two point conversions to win games. You got late game drives. Like for some odd reason, they feel competitive. I don't know why, but um. But, no, nah, I typically don't watch preseason um, because, you know, about the third or fourth quarter, especially the fourth quarter, I'm just I'm so frustrated because the games are just so bad. And I love football, but I don't love football like that to see guys that won't even make the team out there trying to make the team. And sometimes I feel bad for them because I'm like, man, damn. Like when you, when you don't make the team, bro. Like, what are you gonna do? And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I hope you got your your degree, and I hope you got a backup plan. Um, but salute you for for you know trying to live your dream, man. Because they these dudes work hard to try to make that roster, yo. And some people are just even playing for the practice squad just to get a chance. But nah, I, I don't. I, I should have because I wanted to get prepared for um, college. I mean, fantasy football, but um, I haven't. Now, what I do like, just to wrap up, is I liked the amount of games that we had from starting Thursday until, like, Sunday. Because it seemed like there was an NFL game on every day and multiple games on every day. So that was kind of cool. But outside of that, nah, I'm not interested. No doubt. I think, for me... um I'll watch it if it's on, uh, but I'm I'm really just interested in watching the starters. So I'll watch like the first quarter or something like that. But after that, it's just it's more or less background noise. Because like you said, if you're watching the third quarter, you're probably watching people who are not gonna make the team. I mean, the numbers just suggest that you know there just aren't enough. You know, you, you got what you call camp bodies, and and like B said, Hard Knocks really shows you that a lot of guys come to camp and they're just camp bodies. But, you know, they will roll the dice on trying to make an NFL squad. Um, I'll watch it, but like I said, even even my favorite team, I, I'll watch it just briefly um, just to see because you, you don't know. You, you really don't know what you're going to. Now, what I have seen, and I try not to make, make a lot of it in the preseason, but uh, Dak Prescott in Dallas has looked very good. Uh, and the reason why I say Dak Prescott is because he's gotten a lot of run with their starters. Um, now, obviously, he's not going to unseat Tony Romo, um, but, you know, you know, Romo is probably not going to play the whole damn season anyway. So um, so that's a that's that's a good pick for them. So when I see stories like that and I see guys like that coming out, I think that's good. But like you said, I really I agree with B. I really don't get into it, into it until um, 
until right before the season starts when it's time to do the fantasy football. Um, now, as far Kyle, as the NF, what's up? Hold on, before you go forward. <clears throat> go ahead. So we already know Tony's gonna get hurt, and I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you yeah, should pray for given. Tony to get hurt. But does Dak hold on to the spot when he gets it? Uh, I well, I think he does. Well, no. You know what, FIFO? I I think the thing is, it, and we're just let's assume that he plays well, and he's played very well against quality competition. I think the numbers, money-wise, suggest Tony Romo is going to be on the field when he comes back, unless Dak just balls out. You know, same for Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, up in New England. We know Brady's going to serve the four-game suspension, um, but you know, unless. I, I couldn't even I couldn't see a scenario where I could see Belichick benching uh you know Brady and I, I really couldn't see a situation where I could see Jason Garrett benching Romo. But like you said, Romo's gonna he's gonna get hurt. I mean I don't wish that on him, but it's happened. But Dallas, I think they found themselves a gem in a fourth round pick. So normally you don't draft quarterbacks in the fourth round for them to actually make your squad and play. But he so far through two games, I mean he's got more touchdowns and he has incompletions I mean that's <laughs> he's doing something and that pains me to say because I hate Dallas but gotta give props where it's due I think I think Dak can be effective depending on how they use him um, because I saw mm-hmm. I, mean, I watched him play in Mississippi State so I got a chance to see him for like two seasons and the way they've used him in the preseason so far has kind of suited his strengths like he normally doesn't take shots downfield the way he did in the one game that I saw but he was on point with some of the throws that I saw. He seemed to command the team uh, pretty well from the times out there. But I think those short to intermediate throws he excels at, and I think as long as he he continues or becomes a dual threat, he can improve on his accuracy uh, down the field, and um, and I think he could be a, definitely a suitable backup in the league because he is able to run and he can you know complete those short to intermediate passes. And, um, I mean, he played at a high level, man. Like, he he went toe-to-toe with Alabama. He ultimately lost, but, I mean, he, he went toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with one of the best college teams in in college that I think won the, the national championship that year. I can't remember. but um, So I think he's definitely an effective backup and somebody that if slash when Romo gets hurt can come in and do enough to win games. Way better than the team, the the backups they had last year, I would hope. Now, how does that translate when he's seeing the A team out there? We don't know, and that remains to be seen. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And, and I'd be interested to see. And, and you really, if you got a good backup quarterback, you really want somebody just to be able to hold a four down for at least – because. Most starters, you know, they don't play the full season. If, and if you can get somebody to hold you down for like two to three weeks, that's all you need, really. And sometimes that could be the difference in you making or not making the playoffs. Um, but like I said, thus far, man, you have to be impressed with what you've seen from Dak Prescott. And, and Ken, you're, you're right. He he, play, he played well. Um, he played even better his junior year. It fell off a little bit last year, but they had a lot of changes offensively at Mississippi State. So, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm 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 interested to see what happens and how he he, he goes forward. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, 
there seems to be a quarterback issue in Denver. As many of you know, uh, the Denver Broncos are the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, right now, Denver's got uh, somewhat of an issue with quarterback. They, of course, they brought in Mark Sanchez uh, to start. Um, Sanchez got in the other night and stunk up the joint, as only uh, Sanchez could do. Obviously, they drafted Paxton Lynch. Uh, he is a guy who is a rookie, um, and they don't really expect him to start the season, but they have a guy named Trevor Seaman who is actually balling right now. And right now, if the season started tomorrow, the experts are saying that Trevor Seaman will be uh, the opening day roster when they kick it off against the Carolina Panthers in a matchup of this year's Super Bowl. So can I ask you, are you concerned or should the Broncos be concerned with their issue of quarterback? Oh, geez. Um, yeah. I like Mark Sanchez. I rooted for Mark Sanchez in the NFL. I liked Mark Sanchez when he played at USC, and I was hoping for the brother. I realize he's not really a brother, but you get what I'm saying. Um, mm -hmm. And and I, I've always felt that people were overly harsh on Sanchez. Like, he became the butt of – God dang it. I didn't <laughs> – <laughs> I was gonna okay. say the butt of everybody. Go go. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but yes, you did. But uh, but that's funny. You know, people love to to joke and clown and and jump on Mark Sanchez and you know, man, dude, like Trevor Simeon, who I've never heard of, and if I've seen him play, I didn't I didn't know it because I think he went to school at Northwestern. And I'm not watching yeah. a lot of Western games. So uh and, and Paxton Lynch. But yo, like, dude, you're gonna let Trevor Simeon beat you out of a job. Now, I think Trevor Simeon is starting this next upcoming preseason game, correct? Mm -hmm. He is. He is. So I think this is his test to see how he does as a starter against starters. Because that's what Sanchez was facing. But um, yeah, if I, you know, because I understand their logic. Like, yo, we won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, who fell off a cliff because of his injuries <laughs> and everything else. We damn sure can win games with Mark Sanchez, and it's not looking that way. Um, I still believe in the brother, man. I'm still rooting for the brother. This is my last go round. Um, if he can't do it this time, man, I. I'm off the band. I'm I'm off, I'm off, man. I'm done. But uh, yeah, they got a, they got a problem, man. They got a serious problem at quarterback. What about you, B? Uh, should the Broncos be concerned with their lack of productivity at quarterback? Yeah, they should be concerned because you know it looked like their defense is still pretty much intact for this season, and you know their defense was top notch. Um, so it still seems like their defense is going to be top-notch going into this season. But you need that quarterback that can at least manage the game. Not really saying, mm -hmm. hey, go out there and win me games. And can't shame on you for even believing a USC quarterback. Shame on you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you you need – you need they got to have them a, a Trent Dilford. You know what I'm saying? They need a Brad Johnson. A trip different type of guy. Someone that managed, you got the defense is going to go out there and, and make plays and do what they're going to do. 
you need someone that can just manage the game, man. And right now, I don't think they have no one. Or at least I don't think they feel confident having someone behind center that they feel like, okay, this guy can manage the game, not make too many mistakes, blase, blase. Because I don't know, man. If, I, if I'm Denver, I'm looking, I'm looking a little nervous because you know you got you got teams like Kansas City, they coming. Um, I already know about the Chargers. The Raiders. You can't, you can't. Yeah, Raiders coming. The Raiders. And then Chargers. I think they might be the bottom of the barrel in that division. But you know, Philip. Jacksonville. Jacksonville and AFC South. No, I'm just saying they're coming. Oh, oh, oh coming. you mean oh, you mean just AFC yeah. Up here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about that division. But yeah, yeah, man. If I'm Denver, man. You know, you just better hope that defense. You hope that defense stay healthy. For one, you gotta stay healthy all season. You know, long. And just hope they can find them a manageable quarter, a manageable quarterback that can keep them in the game at least to where the defense can make plays. Because we know that defense that they had, they're going to make plays. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFA? I mean, like B said, they they got the defense. Uh, they lost Malik Jackson, obviously, and our boy uh, Akib Talib could be looking at a ten-game suspension from the NFL. Uh, so. All things considered, Wait, we know why? that their defense is – he's got a, a charge pending, Ken. I think he's got a charge pending uh, in Dallas. But here's the thing. Like, the NFL offices have been trying to talk to, like, people who have, who was around him when all of this stuff went down, and nobody's going to talk. And so they're not cooperating. So, you know, snitches get stitched, you know. So people are not talking to the NFL. So – they're talking about a, a potential discipline. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen because they really don't have any grounds to. Um, and, you know, Goodell's been taking L's in court left and right. So I don't necessarily know that he wants to do this. A right. team could, you know, file an appeal and still play. So um, I think it was about a shooting. I can't remember. I, 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 I can look so. it up or what have you. But, um, but uh, you know, and it, so it's – so, so they're looking at that, but at, at the same time, that you know, this is the best defense. That defense willed them to a Super Bowl. Of course, Von Miller's going to be back. Um, uh, what's my man name? Demarcus Ware, still a little banged up. He's a little long in the tooth. Um, so my question is, FIFO, with that defense, should they be concerned, or do you think that defense is going to be able to propel them to get them to, you know, to the playoffs and, and back to the Super Bowl? Definitely not back to the Super Bowl. They're not a complete team. Um, So they can't get to the Super Bowl. But I definitely think they're a playoff team, um, even with their quarterback situation. It's possible. You know, they might make the wild card. I I definitely think they could be a wild card consideration. Now, to me, if you're trying to win, then, yeah, you need that veteran guy, the game manager, even though that gets a a negative connotation. That is not Mm -hmm. a negative connotation. That just means you're a good quarterback that does not turn the ball over. Every head coach will love you. Now, with all that being said, they don't have that guy, right? You brought in a Mark Sanchez to be that guy, obviously. You know, the the, the film doesn't lie. (laughs) The film does (laughs) not lie. It just does not lie. And, um, you know, they brought in a young quarterback, Paxton Lynch. And I think that why throw in, you know, somebody like Mark or uh, who's the other quarterback that they have? Simeon. Um, They've got uh, Paxton Lynch. They got, yeah, Simeon. Simeon. You know, like, if Paxton Lynch is the future, if that's what you drafted him for, then you know what, man, let that man play. Let him make his mistakes, take the lumps. Um, I think this is going to be a down year anyway. 
and see what you have. See if next year you need to bring in that true veteran guy that can, you know, just steer the ship and you could put a great defense again on that field and then maybe you can make another Super Bowl run. But, um, you know, I think this year just let Paxton Lynch, you know, have the reins and see what he could do, see what you're working with. I agree. I agree. I think he's I think he's the future. I think Simeon was a guy, and I, and I apologize for butchering his name earlier, uh, Simeon is a guy who actually played on that. Well, he was on the team last year, I should say. Um, and but the people in the organization is high on him. But I'm with FIFA. I think if you're concerned about where you're going to be going as far as your future is concerned, they have a win now team. Um, you know, they're still going to have to get something out of that running game. Uh, but that defense is hellacious, you know, especially up there. And and their their division has gotten better. I think the Raiders might be one of the best teams in the AFC. This year, so I think they're going to take a step back, but I think they can definitely be a playoff team going forward. Um, one other thing I wanted to get to in football before we jump back to the NBA, uh, <laughs> it was a debate I heard, and I don't, I don't really don't even know where it came from, but I heard it today, today on the radio, and I'm going to read to you guys the. It was about college football, of course. You know the AP rankings just came out. Um, that number 10, I'll just read you the top 10. At number 10, Notre Dame. Number 9, Tennessee. Number 8, Stanford. 7 is Michigan. 6 is Ohio State. Now, here, let me give you the top 5. LSU at 5. Florida State at 4. Oklahoma at 3. Clemson at 2. Alabama at number 1. Now, and of course, Clemson and Alabama finishing 1 and 2, which is how they finished it, uh, last season. Someone, uh, a sports expert, if you will, was trying to make the case that when it comes to these polls, there's a quote-unquote bias of the South. Now, if you look at those teams that I just mentioned, particularly in the top five, four of the five are in the South. <laughs> so I, I thought it was totally ludicrous, but I figured I'd ask you guys. B, do you think there's a bias when it comes to this? I mean, like Alabama, why do you think a team like Alabama's number, I mean, Alabama's been number one They've been in the top preseason top five for like seven of the last nine years. Uh, is that a bias or is it just generally that they have the best talent? They, I mean, you look at what – haven't they won like what, four national championships in the last like six or seven yeah. years? Like, I mean, they, they're they going to compete every single year. Like that's not bias. That's just plain what my two eyes can see that Alabama – is always one of the top two, top three teams in the country every single year. All they got to do is just get through the SEC, and they guarantee a shot at a national championship. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's biased because they're good. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's not like they won one championship in the last 15 years. These dudes <laughs> right, four, right. four championships in, in, in within within a, a decade. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 crazy. You know what I'm saying? College football. You know, for you to still die, and you playing in the in, in the toughest conference in college football. So, yeah, man, that's that's not biased. That's just flat out. Look, them dudes are good. You know what I'm saying? They just flat yeah. out good. I mean, you know, the SEC. I mean, South. We all know the South is definitely a part of the country where you're going to breed more naturally gifted football players. That's just that's just a given. That's just – I mean, everybody knows that. You know, there's, there's states like Texas, states like Alabama, uh, Florida. You know, like they're, Florida. they're breeding football players, man. Like it's it's been like that since 
since I was a kid, maybe before I was a kid. It's like the South, you know when you're recruiting someone top notch, it's going to be from the South. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not really no bias. It's just – and you can say the same thing about basketball. Like basketball for the yep. – it's like for the Northeast Coast, you're going to kind of gravitate towards that. You know what I'm saying? Because – the South is more football, football, football well, heavy oriented. You know, I, I, honestly, be not anymore. Not anymore. Um, ba- yeah, basketball has really migrated more to the South. The the best prospects come, yeah, from down here now and the West Coast and the Northwest as well. That's still new. But a lot of, but not the Northeast though. Like no, I mean, but you're look, alluding look, to New York and Jersey. Like, look at the schools who dominate in college football. They. You know, are they really like dominating in basketball as well? Like, oh no, 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 no. So no, I'm going, folks, I'm going by no, based folks. off that. Like, if you look at schools that are like that are top, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, football is still dominant, yeah. do, dominated in the South. I was just talking about from the basketball aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like, they come from all over the place, including the South. Now it's not a Northeast biased anymore. Oh, okay. You know that's that's an interesting point, people, because I remember and you know. Me being a little bit older than you guys, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I remember, like when I was coming up, man. Like it was the, it, it was really in basketball wise. When I was coming up in in, in middle school and high school, it was really about the New York City point guard. Like it was always about like you know you some of the best players were from New York. And like now, and I, and I'm talking about basketball, high school basketball, going into college basketball. Now I don't necessarily see it as much, and that's not to say that New and before you guys start emailing me, that I'm not saying New York fell off, you know, because all you want, man, why you say New York fell off? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I never really thought about it until people made that point. But it's like there was once a time where you got most of your basketball players from the Northeast, and you know now isn't necessarily the case. But as far as college football is concerned, I mean Alabama. You look at a team like Alabama and LSU, you know. I mean, LSU doesn't have, with the exception of Alabama, they don't have. They get the, the the pick of the litter in in the state of L in, in Louisiana. They're not competing against anybody. At least in Alabama, you have Auburn and Alabama kind of competing for the same athletes. Uh, but this year's Alabama team is loaded. I mean, like, so I don't understand what the guy was saying. Um, and they, I mean, I'll put it like this: You had a guy like Derrick Henry win the Heisman last year. And the guy behind Derrick Henry, the guy who's going to be starting this year, is bigger, better, and faster than Derrick Henry. That's scary to me. I mean, like, I don't understand how you're supposed to compete with that. Uh, Clemson's going to be dope again this year, you know, with Deshaun Watson, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them. Um, but, you know, the play, a, a lot of players are in the South, and it's it's definitely a hotbed. And, I mean, you you need not look any further than what, Urban Meyer is doing in in Ohio State, and what Jim um, Jim Harbaugh is trying to do in uh, in Michigan, they're coming down south. They're coming down south and trying to get as many players as they can. So uh, they understand the value of you know the southern players. So um, it's definitely I don't think it's a bias or anything. I think it's just that's what a talent is. Ken, what about you, man? Uh, your your thoughts on Alabama being number one and, and being as dominant as they have been? I can't stand Alabama, but I can't deny that they've just been killing it for the last few years, man. Respect is due, you know? And um, when it comes to there is no bias. The SEC 
the South just have the better football teams. And until that changes, this is what's going to happen. And the teams have to get better. Now, when there were better teams to give them competition, you saw them respected. But until that happens, you're going to get this. And and look, man, there's there's something about these dudes here in the South. Country strong, just naturally, just, <laughs> just do whatever, man. Like you don't need any anything to like. You could just run. You just you're just a freak, you know. And um and that's why it's it's kind of always been this way, and they've always had had the advantage, or, or you know, during the last couple of years. And I use the SEC for the most part as a as almost a barometer test. And Johnny Manziel was a victim to it. If I could go back to him, because I remember when he was tearing up everybody. But as soon as he played top ten SEC opponents, he struggled. And when you play top ten SEC opponents, that's damn near the equivalent of NFL talent. And if you struggle mm-hmm. against uh, NFL talent-like players on the t- on at the college level, you're gonna have a problem. And he has right. some problems. Now we know he self-destructed himself, but when he played, they they ate him like a rat. They they ate him up, and that's why when you see the SEC play against other conferences in championship games. They've been blowouts. Man, there's one look, man, nobody when these guys step on the court, you don't know how fast they are until you see them in person on the field. And by then it's probably too late. And and you just can't compete because the athletes that they have are just far superior than the athletes that you've been able to recruit. They got second and third stringers that are sometimes better than the first stringers on some of the teams that they're playing. And it, it just, at this point, it is what it is. It's no bias. The SEC just have better teams right now. Yeah, I got to agree. I, I, I agree 100%. I, it's, it's, I'm always amazed at how you know, people talk about a bias or what have you, but they just, they seem, the SEC just seems to deliver every year. And I mean, like I said, I just read to you the top five or the top five are in, you know, in, in the South. And I think, you know, the rest of them is everybody's playing catch up. FIFO, you got anything? I don't know if I got your comment on that or not. Uh, as far as the, the bias, is there bias toward the South and, and, and what have you? Nah, no bias, no bias. Uh, B and Ken covered it. You know, I, I would just be reiterating every single thing that they said. So we can move on. All right. Um, well, I'll start here with you, FIFO. My man, David Robinson, the admirable, admiral um, from San Antonio Spurs, uh, may, uh, ruffled a few feathers uh, yesterday. Uh, he was talking to Complex Sports, and uh, he was asked about the uh, Golden State Warriors. And he said that the Golden State Warriors' window to win is very small. Uh, he mentioned, he went on to mention about how when LeBron and, and D. Wade and Bosch were in Miami, how you know it took them, I think he said like a, a year, year and a half, two years to get their feet up under them. 
and you know to make that run for those rings that they did. Obviously, you know, they went to those consecutive finals. Um, but as constructed, do you think? Do you agree? Do you, do you think that the Warriors have a small window uh, to win a title or win multiple titles? I should say. Um, I guess it. it, it it's what you consider small, you know, because I definitely think they have a three to five year window. Um, you know, that's it, where I was that's, going. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's small. Like, I, I think that's really, I think that's good. That's dynasty, is it not? And, and already mm-hmm. coupled with the two years that they've already been at the top of the league. So, you know, I, I don't think that that's a small window because if we attach the two years already, that's seven years. That's almost a decade. You know, so no, I I don't think that's a small window. I think that's a pretty damn good window for any basketball team to have. Um, I don't know why he said that. Um, maybe he's maybe he's thinking about salary cap um, issues because obviously KD signed a pretty big deal. He's gonna re up next year, and Steph Curry is right. gonna be a free agent as well. And you're already paying uh, Clay Thompson a lot. Draymond Green's uh, contract under the under the new salary cap looks like a bargain. So you're going to have your core intact. And and I think if having these super teams constructed shows anything, you're going to attract the veterans that you need to compete and win a championship, guys that aren't going to, you know, make mistakes, that aren't going to be deer in the headlights, you know, that know what it takes to win at that level to, to, to get a chip and ring chase. Um, they already have one in David West. So that so that's right. only gonna happen during that run. They're only gonna attract more guys like that. So I, I don't know why David Robinson was saying that they have a short window. I think they're gonna have a pretty decent window um, because what, what, K, KD's what like twenty seven, twenty eight. Steph is like twenty five, twenty six. You know, Clay is mm-hmm. like twenty four, twenty five. So you know, like they still have four years of prime basketball life. So, yeah, man, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be all right. What about you, B? Uh, the Warriors window, do you think it's, Do you think David Robinson is correct when he said that their window is small? Damn. Uh, no, um, I don't think their window is small because you got to figure their core guys are all, what, under 30. You got Durant. Uh, Kurt. Now, what's going to be interesting, though, is when – Curry contract is up next year. Where yep. they, you know they're gonna have probably they're gonna probably have to dump some more people because that's the reason why they was able to sign Kevin Durant now because uh, Curry is still on his last contract, which is you know he's only not getting paid that much. So when they gotta re re him up and the cap is going up more next season too. Eleven mil. We got stuck. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. He got net zero. <laughs> net zero. <laughs> Hell no. Hey, man, it, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hey, We were here one, one night. My damn power went out. Oh, man. <laughs> Be so David Robinson said that the Warriors Steph have a is short 27. Somebody, somebody says Steph is 27. Draymond, I think, is 25. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. 
I, I saw the um, I, I would have liked to have actually heard David Robinson's uh, comments, but just reading in them in print. Um, I think it's uh, I think maybe he was thinking like on the line, and you got to kind of keep in mind that the Heat were you know they were already there, if you will. Um, oh, they kind of put it. I don't want to say that. I say they kind of put things together, wherein the Warriors have already been really kind of constructed. And what I mean by that is that they drafted, you know, guys like Clay, guys like Steph, guys like uh, um, Draymond. Um, Steph, I think this year is making twelve. Correct me if I'm wrong. Making like twelve million this year, which is you know, by by any standard a bargain. Eleven. Um, His deal was four oh, years, 11. forty-four okay. million. Oh yeah, so so he's a bargain. So. He'll become a free agent. Kevin Durant has, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, people, a one and a one, correct? Correct. Okay, so he's got a one and one. So, so technically, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry will be free agents at the same time. So we could conceivably see a situation where both of those guys are pulling in 30, 30 million apiece. So you you may have sixty, maybe even sixty five, up to sixty five million tied into Steph and KD. You've got Draymond and uh, Clay locked up. But where it gets interesting is that when you look at guys like uh, Andre Godala, who's making, I think, $10 million this year, uh, who you know, still has a few more years left on his career, but you know, his value probably is going to go up or maybe he's going to want more money. And then you look at a guy like uh, Sean Livingston, who I think is making like $5 million this year. And you may say, okay, well, you know, Sean Livingston making five million, he's not that good, but at the same time, you gotta understand it's guys like that who help build your team. And one of the things that Miami ran into was that, you know, filling out that roster once, you know, because Bosch now they got Bosch, Wade, and LeBron on a discount, but you know, once those guys, you know, had those contracts, they had a lot of guys on one year deals. Um, you know, so I think that's maybe that's what he was thinking as far as like how it goes down the line. Um but I think I agree totally with FIFA. I think this team, as constructed, probably has a good three to five year window to win multiple titles. Um, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and we'll get into it obviously more as we get to basketball season. But I think probably the the biggest glaring weakness to me is that they don't have anybody to protect the rim. Um, not having Bogut and having signed uh, Zaza Pachulia. And I think they signed JaVel McGee for what it's worth. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, but I think, I think this team as constructed, even once they re-up with, uh, with, with Steph and Katie after next season, and again, you, you're probably going to see both of those guys pulling in at least $30 million contracts. Um, I think the, the issue will be how Golden State fills out their roster Hopefully, you know, they, and they've done a pretty good job thus far with pieces that mesh. So um, we'll see. Ken, what, what's your take on it, man? What's your take on uh, David Robinson's comment? I think he has a point based on the way he outlined it. Um, but really what he was doing was he was he was using the heat as an example and, and basically saying it was going to take them time to figure out how to play with each other. Um, but, shit, the heat went to the finals every year that LeBron was there right. as soon as he got on the team. So that being said, and they got they were two out of four. Um, should have been three out of four, but that's a whole other uh, topic. <laughs> but, uh, 
But, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with him. Um, they may go to the finals each year, but, you know, and they could win each year they go with a guy like KD. The only person standing in their way is going to be uh, LeBron James and Derrick Rose and his super team. So <laughs> besides that, you know, they, they should not – <laughs> you know they 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 should probably win if they go to the finals in in the, in the East. But based on the way he he tried to frame it and set it up, he was just talking about chemistry and learning how to play with each other. But look, by the time the playoffs roll around, they either got it or they don't. And right. at that point, you know we'll we'll see what happens. So, but nah, man. And even if their window is only two or three years. Who would settle for two championships or three? Right. So. B, we know you got net, net zero. Do you want to fit in? <laughs> I don't even remember where I left off at. I was just saying. I was saying who knows if he have a uh, same window as Miami. Hey, you on a roll, dog. You said what? I said you was on a roll. I know I was. I forgot what I was saying. I, I really forgot. I looked at my thing. I was like, what the hell? It was like, sign in. I'm like, join the call. I, like, oh. so, yeah, I, I don't know what it was that about. I forgot what I was saying, though. I really did. Oh, well. It's all good. Yeah, a couple people in the chat room said Golden State had, doesn't have any excuses this year. I mean, we said that going into last year. We saw what happened. So, um, it's... At the very least, it's going to be a de- it's definitely going to be an interesting NBA season upcoming. Obviously, you guys know we're going to have it covered right here with a place where sports opinions collide, dead end sports. Um, another thing I wanted to get into before we got out of here, uh, Madden 17 dropped today. Um, I'm sure mentioning and listening are big Madden players. Uh, personally, I haven't played Madden in a few years. Um, but it got me to thinking about this next question. And I'll throw it first to you, FIFO. In 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 your time, and I don't know if if you still play Madden now or not. Um, he sucked. <laughs> oh, Y'all played against each other or something? I beat FIFO. We used to. Oh man. We used to. Oh wow. It's been some years now. <laughs> we know I'm nice. <laughs> hey, I I knew y'all had to have played the way you just came at him just now. Yeah, no, we played. We, you know, we, you know, Ken, 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 Ken's like, you know, almost in a um, Alzheimer's uh, assisted living type place. So, you know, we don't play that much no more. He's trying to get it in with his family and everything nowadays. But uh, we used to, we used right. to. But um, <clears throat> no, nah, man, I'm not in the matter no more. Uh, Ken was on that wave first. You know, I said, come on, Ken, you gotta get it. You know, it's mad and da 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 da. Man, it's the same damn video game with a new with a new year on it, man. I'm yeah. just I've been over it. I've been over it for at least the last so five who, years. Who's who's the best player that you've ever played with on Madden? Like you, the Young player Vic? that you had it was just unstoppable. Young Vic, the the, oh. the Falcons Vic. There's nothing you could do with that. There's nothing. I think he had like ninety some speed. Yeah, man. Yep. He had like 90-some speed with a cannon arm, and there's nothing you could do. The problem was that, you know, Atlanta receivers suck. You know, we had, what, Peerless Price yeah. and LG Crumpler. That's about it. Uh, the rest of that squad, you know, was not good. So, you know, 
But Mike Vick, man, I think he was by far the most dominant player I ever played with. I'm um, going way back. I want to say like, man, about like 98, 99. Napoleon Kaufman with the Raiders. That dude, he could juke everybody, bro. He, he, he oh, like yeah, Gary Sanders yeah. out there. Yeah, his juke was his juke game is crazy. I think Marshall Falk was kind of nice too. He was. Yeah, people played with him, but Vic was, Vic was a nightmare, mm-hmm. man. He was. Because Man, yeah, man, y'all know, man. If if y'all play people, the people like look, everybody. I'm sorry, I gotta go here. But if y'all play some niggas like I did, we all know <laughs> that they would get big. They they wouldn't even look to pass the ball. They would just get big, <laughs> drop back, run around and take off. It. Oh my God, man, that shit used to piss. Me off. I'm like, you got no stick skills. Nope. None. You can't even play. And I will, I will shut that shit down, though. I will find a way to shut that shit down. Because we all know Vic is <laughs> And all I need was one good hit. And it was a wrap. But, you know, people couldn't stop me either. So I would just keep, we'll go back and forth until, bam, I hit him with that, with that one good hit. Done. And their whole game is over. Whack-ass Madden players. <laughs> oh man, that's how, how long has it been since you last played, Ken? Woo, I haven't played uh man in, in, in years, man. I can't even remember the last Madden I, I bought. Like now I buy Madden for my son and they yeah. changed the game so much. Like even when I try to pick up a stick and play, is is it's hard because you know they have different ways you throw now. Like it's more um the simulation is a little bit real in terms of gameplay. And I think I would have enjoyed that a lot when I was heavy, heavy into Madden. But when I played outside of when I used to play uh, my boys, I used to love the franchise mode. So I used to love, like, building the teams and, and taking, like, seven to six rounds and turning them into stars based, based on attributes. But, man, when I was heavy into Madden, man, it was it was so bad, man. We, I would have a clipboard at my house, and we would sit up and we would play Madden all night long. And we would go get like Chinese food and wings because it was a spot right up the street. <laughs> Chinese food and hot wings, and you would just get that, and you would come over to crib, man, and we would keep we would keep track of who had uh, who who lost, and we would write that shit down, and we would put your ass on the wall, um, and show it, you know, show it to you know everybody that come through, man. We would record the games. I mean, I got some of my greatest moments is on a. Y'all don't laugh at me, and if y'all do, fuck y'all. Uh, sorry for the language. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I got some of my Madden games still somewhere in their garage or in the attic on VHS. That's how long I've been playing Madden. We used to sit there and record the game. Hey. We would put you on tape, and we would watch this shit and watch this shit back. That's how you know Ken old as hell. He old as hell. This man got VHS tapes of him playing video games. He old hey, as man. hell. But hey, hey, look though. Hey, you did not want to be put on tape, man, because we would sit there and watch it. We would talk so much shit. So you don't want to get embarrassed, man. That was that was the thing. But yeah, man, that those were the good old days, man. <laughs> I was a beast though. VHS. What about you? Do you young? For all you young people, this was before the internet. You see how we had to manually yes, do stuff? Yes. You actually had to go to your friend's house to play in. 
in a video game. Yes. 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 You you, you yes. couldn't do it over a headset. Like you actually had to have human interaction while playing a video game. It's way different. I always wanted to play other people online, man. Because when I was at my peak, I thought I was just the best ever, and I wanted to play the best. Because after a while, because you know you have certain you, when you play against your friends, there's a certain way they play. And once for me, man, once I mm -hmm. cracked that code, that was it. And I could switch up my style in many different ways, man. And what I would do is I would just walk it down the court. 10 yards after 10 yards after 10 yards after 10 yards and just frustrate the hell out of you. And every once in a while, when I catch you slipping over the top for six, but I was, I was, I was a surgeon, man. I was surgical with it. But once I figured out your style, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> What about you, B? Who, who, who's the baddest player you played with on Madden? And when was the last time you played? Uh, last time I played was actually with FIFO and Ken and Meech. Shout out to Meech. We used to have our uh, okay. online franchise mode we used to play. And, uh, and B cheated me. B cheated me. <laughs> Who cheated? <laughs> okay, so let me tell this story real quick. All right. Let me tell this story real quick. All right. So me and B, we was both in the AFC. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. He, he, he he had he had the Jets. I had Pittsburgh. I made some moves and got nothing but speedy wide receivers because the Jets had Cromartie and Revis in their prime. So B was coming out here blitzing everything and playing man. So what I used to do was split them out wide, five wide receivers. All right, cool. I'm gonna th throw these quick passes over the top. You don't know what's coming. Long story short, I'm whooping B's ass. All of a sudden, internet connection go out. Okay. Happened once, happens twice, oh, three times, four times. By the fifth time, I'm already pissed off. B's winning. Oh, oh yeah, it just so happens he wins the game after the fifth day. <laughs> hey, bro, you know, I made hey, my adjustments, man. I made my adjustments. Whatever, whatever B. Huh? Who wanted that year, though, B? I thought I wanted that year. Not when I played, because I played Meech in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had the Giants, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had the Giants. Yeah. Give it up, B. You know I won that shit. I was about to say, because I, I got a ring. I got a damn championship, too. Um, I don't remember yeah, that. That was the last time I played Madden. <laughs> was, 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 was like 2012, I think. 2011, 2012. And, yeah, the favorite player was, I agree with FIFA, man, Mike Vick. That 2004 year, he was – Mike Vick mm -hmm. was almost – not as much, but he was almost as equivalent as playing with Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> yeah, oh, all you, yes. All you young yes. cats that know you play Tecmo Bowl and you play Bo Jackson, you're not tackling him. And that's how Mike Vick was. Like Ken said, dudes used to hike the ball and they used to act like they was going to pass. You knew they weren't going to pass. They was dropping back. <laughs> Mike Vick, he was outrunning all the linebackers, all the defensive linemen, and all he had to do is juke a couple of them safeties. And he was home free for touchdown. Yep. That was un you you could not defend that when when mm -hmm. the prime Mike Vick and Madden 2011 man. So yeah, that Mike Vick was freaking nuts. And that good good call Ken on that uh Marshall fought because man he he was he was he was a bad man too man. He, I mean in real life and on and on Madden video game he was dope mm -hmm. as him. Um, who else who else was who else was dope man? man Randy Moss. Right. Randy yes. Moss was dope too, man. Randy yeah. Moss. Oh, good call. Man, he B. going out on the field, man. The Minnesota Vikings, Randy Moss. Man, he was a beast in Madden, man. Like, Jesus Christ. But 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Madden. It just seemed like Madden. I think the reason why I got away from Madden is like they never. This is my issue with this. Okay, so with Madden, I think once NFL 2K got out the picture and it was just Madden, it seemed like they lost their edge or their drive. Cause you remember when NFL 2? Remember when 2K had the NFL game as well? And and they was they was. It was starting to get on Madden's heels, you know, because Madden was like the, the the football game to have until 2K got into the game. So when 2K got into the football game, man, they, Madden, Madden, every year Madden had to step up their gameplay to keep up with 2K. And it seemed like once, in the, I think EA Sports got to hold the, the entire NFL right, so there can't no other video game, no other, um, you know, video game used football players and real football, you know, the realness. So I think once 2K got the picture and it was just Madden, it seemed like to me they, they just lost their 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 bar. Like it, it's like they was like, okay, we're Madden. We're gonna put it out. People are gonna still flock to it and buy it. You know, cause you don't got that competition no more. You know what I'm saying? You you just need. I think if we had another game creation that can also get NFL players and stuff too, and compete with Madden and make better graphics or make better gameplay, better tackling, I think Madden is stuff they shit up, man. But to me, yeah, Madden is like you playing the same game with just updated rosters, and it's like I've never. Like when I was playing some of my other homies like Madden games, I was like, man, thank God and waste sixty dollars on this. It's like every time I'm playing Madden, it's like it's like the same damn game with just updated rosters. So until Madden really started making something to where I'm like, holy crap, I need to play it this year because they doing something completely different. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not gonna touch Madden again, you know, until they just do something that's just gonna straight up wow me. But yeah, man, we need some competition in that football, you know, it's because I'm worried NBA 2K might go through the same thing. But, I mean, 2K has still been dope. But I feel like now that NBA Live is, like, trash now, I feel like mm-hmm. where is the competition? I hope NBA 2K don't start just going off the same just basic stuff, we, the same game we're going to see every single year with updated rosters. I hope they still push the envelope because we need these games to kind of keep their competition up. So that's how I feel about it. Hey, hey, B, because remember they had a uh, 2K on Dreamcast. I don't know yeah. if you had a remember, Dreamcast. Man, remember how dope NFL 2K was, man, on Dreamcast? It was like people was like, yeah, people was like, I don't know about Madden, man. Like I don't know. And then Madden started every year. Madden started stepping their shit up, man. It was just like, okay. Then I was like, okay, I'm sticking with Madden because Madden they stayed, they stayed, they had someone to kind of keep them on their heels. So yeah. I hope and, mm-hmm. that's true. And remember, yeah. you could play. Uh, I think it was two K. You could play in the first person. Yes, yes. Man, that was so. Man, it man. Madden was. And then remember on Dreamcast, yeah. the controller had the little um the, the, the little screen, so you yeah, can play. You can your plays up. there, so nobody can actually see your see plays what on you, the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, man, yeah, man. So. Yeah, I, I, that's my thing with these sports games. That's why that's why people ask me, like, man, how you don't play 2K or how you don't play Madden like that? It's like these these games, they ain't pushing the envelopes no more, man. We need we need multiple we need multiple sports, like, you know, same sports game. We need two NBA games, we need a couple of football games, because we need we need them to push each other. And when when you only when you when you monopolize the game, the sport, it's like, what's the point? You know? Hey, hey, last thing real quick, B. I know you brought up Bo Jackson, but my sleeper, and I don't know if you know this, in Tecmo Bowl was Christian or Koye. Yes. Oh, he was tough too. Man. You ain't getting him. He ran over many of people. <laughs> you just bounced on. You just bounced. Yep. 
Yep. Bouncing off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can gang tackle him. You can, never you, know. You well, you know what? The house. You know, we you say can, these young. The only way you can try to stop him is to blitz him. Right. Right. What was that be? When I was just saying. I was about, we was about to say these youngins would never know Tecmo Bowl, but shit, they will because Nintendo's releasing their system in November and it's going to have Tecmo Bowl on there, I believe. One of the 30 games on there. So they can play Damn. it. They don't, got, they don't got double I, triple, though. I think, like. Damn. Wow. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Double they have double dribble on there. And, and, and if you look at those games, those games didn't have the best. They didn't have the best graphics, you know, especially if you compare them to I'm nowadays. Getting that shit. I, I know, like, for look. me. I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm gonna be getting it. I think I stopped. I probably stopped playing Madden, man, not too long after Madden got online, and uh, I was just like, cause it was just dudes was just. I mean, like you, you weren't really necessarily playing against people on your level, you know. So and then, like Ken said, I buy Madden for my kids, and then you and and I don't know if if any of you listening, um, you know, if you get to the point where your kids can beat you in Madden. You gotta quit playing. <laughs> like I remember, I was playing my oldest man, and I'm playing, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, he ain't gonna beat me. And I'm in like the fourth quarter, I'm in a dog fight. I'm like, man, hold up, man, I gotta, I gotta stay. And I like, I barely won by a field goal. He's like, Dad, let's run it back, let's run it back. I'm like, nah, I retired. I didn't tell him, but I retired from that right then and there. Cause you can't let your kids beat you. So, um, so yeah, I, I'll buy it from them. And man, I, I got I bought a two K series and stuff like that. And they, yeah, let's get some, let's let's play, man. You scared? You know. And then they trying to, t- then then they start trying to punk me. Yeah, you want to play? You scared to play me? You scared to play me? Like, nah, man. I'm just I you, I got some. I, I got to do a podcast or something. So, <laughs> so yeah, man. I Vic, I, I agree with you guys. Vic was the best that I ever played with. I mean, it was just, it got to a point, much like Ken said with Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl. Like, if you were playing with somebody, like, we had to set up these rules to where you couldn't play with the Falcons or you couldn't play with the Raiders with yep. Tecmo Bowl because it was just unfair. I mean, like, you really weren't going to get a real game because with Vic, man, you could get those windows up and you start scrambling, especially if you scramble to the left. You get the windows up and everybody think you're passing, and then you take off and break outside the pocket, and you got to honor his speed, and then you get to the line of scrimmage and you look like you're about to run, and then you just back up and just – Throw a sixty, and he could throw a sixty-yard bomb on a line. I mean, it was just—it was unreal, man. I mean, like you couldn't. And and if you if you were at one time, I did this. I played against the computer, and the computer had Vic. I lost by like thirty points. Like, and I said I'd never do that again. Wow. It was just—it wasn't even fair. So, um, and I could play back then. I just, and I, and I was somebody who Madden came out when I was in college. I think Madden came out in like nineteen ninety-two. I was in college. And I mean, like we really, we literally, like Ken said, you took me back in. We would play for hours and hours on the weekend and stuff like that. And I remember, <laughs> I, I had one, I had a roommate who actually flunked out of college because of Madden. He would like play. He put Madden on auto, and he'd sit and watch the games. I know people. He wouldn't play. That, he'd yeah. sit and watch the game. Yep. And flunked. Out, and he flunked out of college. And I was like, dude, I I come in the room, and he'd be like. Man, I'm watching the game. I'm like, you watching the game? You better take your ass to class. But uh, but yeah, man, all night Madden tournaments and stuff, man, it, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure, man. And it's, I mean, it's good to see the game evolve. I, I, I noticed, you know, the graphics are still dope and everything. Um, I'll watch somebody play. I'm just, I'm not going to play. Uh, and I'm just, I, I, to be honest, I don't even know how good I am now. Because I used to be dope, you know, but I ain't dope no more. So I'm not even going to give somebody, 
chance of whipping up on me. I um, got one more team. Go, go ahead. Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens, Ooh. and Ooh. Brian Westbrook. I think yeah, that was a cold option for two. Man. Yep, because yep. they, they went to the NFC title game that year. Terrell, man, yo, that, that was a squad, too. Yeah, that was a squad don't, don't sleep too. on Brian Dawkins on that defensive end too. Yeah, and they had yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yep, yeah. To was damn near unstoppable too, man. Oh, I got yeah, I got was. a squad for y'all. I got a squad for y'all. This this was my Madden squad for a minute. Um, damn, what year was it? What year? I want to say it was like two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Miami Dolphins with Ricky Williams, Randy McMichael. Uh, you know, quarterback situation was, you know, Jay Fiedler or Ray Lucas. But um, that defense was crazy with Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Sertain, mm-hmm. Sam Madison, Brock Marion. Jefferson Sam in the corner. Yo, yo. So you could run the ball. If you had to pass. Oh, they also are uh, O.J. McDuffie yep. Um, yep. at wideout. So, so, you know, you could make quick little passes, and then you had a crazy defense. That was my squad. That was my squad. The Dolphins. Oh, that was that was. I he played against that defense. That, that defense was tough. That defense was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Because you, you weren't going, you weren't going to throw a lot of passes on Sam Madison. <laughs> Trust <Nah>. me. <laughs> nah. And Satan was that guy too. Yep. Yep. Ball. It was, it was ball hawks. Um. Somebody mentioned in the chat room. My man DJ mentioned the greatest show on turf. The, those uh L A Rams. I mean, excuse me, St. Louis Rams. Um. Yeah. Man, yeah, that that team, no, was, yeah, that, that. That, that's another team that wasn't fair either. Uh, shout nah. out to DJ for mentioning that, man. Oh my Cause god, because Rocket Ishmael, man, there was no, there was nobody, there was no corner fast enough for that guy. You put him oh, on on that man. third or fourth corner, man. <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy, and I mean Madden, you know the Madden series, you know you still, and I I saw some of the guys talking about it earlier. You know they have its detractors, but I mean it's it's still. You know, for those who play, they still enjoy. I just, you know, just don't have time to play. <laughs> All right, man. Before we get out of here, we got a couple one gotta goes. Um, and, and of course, I mention this every week. Uh, these one gotta goes come courtesy of my homeboy, my mellow, my man, Eclectic. Uh, he runs the site One Gotta Go. You can follow him on Twitter at Eclectic with a K or at One Gotta Go. The number one gotta go. Um, got two hip hop ones for you here. Uh, since we know hip hop, these guys are hip hop experts. Um, Ken, I'll start with you. You ready? Yeah. All right. One gotta go. Currency. J Electronica. Juvenile. A Lil Wayne. Oh, this is too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> man, you know currency up out of there, man. You <laughs> know why you play. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing softballs right now. All right, so what about you, FIFO? Wayne, Juvenile, Currency, or J Electronica? Man, you, you know what, man? Look, look. Uh, I, I have to I, because Ken took the obvious. You know, say I'm gonna have to throw a little curveball. I'm gonna take Jay Elect out of there, and the only reason why really? I do that, yeah, I is because he's the only one that hasn't dropped music. 
Like currency, all hey, look, every week currency got something. Juvenile semi retired, you know what I'm saying? But he had his run, right. you know, like so. So he put in work, and, and Little Wayne definitely put in work. The only guy that hasn't put in work in that whole damn list is JLX. So now I gotta take him out of here. <laughs> all right, what about you, B? Yeah, um, gotta go with currency. Um, <laughs> It, but you know what? I, it would have been Jay Elect. If, I mean, like people said, man, dude, drop one song like every 16 months. So. But um, yeah, just currency. Just yeah, I, I'm currency. Okay, okay. Um, I'm dropping currency too. I, I actually like Jay Electronica, man. I just, I don't know if the album's ever gonna come out. Um. He don't really seem to be in a hurry to make the album come out, so, um, <laughs> so we'll 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 deal with that. All right, this one right here is gonna make you laugh. Well, at least it made me laugh because I don't know nobody. I know the names, but I don't know none of these people. Um, B, one gotta go. Kodak Black, <laughs> Lil Yachty, Twenty One Savage, a Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All of them go hard in the recycle bin. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Oh my god. You know what? If, if okay, okay, so so Kyle, if, if okay, all of them, yeah, all of them definitely slam dunk in the recycle bin. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking this person based off their double XL freestyle, and and Twenty One Savage got to go, because his his Twenty One his double XL freestyle cycle okay. is awful. I mean, he was clearly the worst out of all of them. So I'm I'm going with 21. <laughs> I remember that. What What about you, Ken? Oh my God! You <laughs> <laughs> at least pick one. <laughs> oh my God! Um, <sighs> he said the recycle bin. That's funny. Oh, uh, 21 Savage. Cause I don't even know if he even freaking rapped. Yeah, Kodak Black, Lil Savage, Lil Savage, Twenty One. Mm. Um, Kodak Black, man. Like I, I'm trying to think who, who can I listen to? Who would I be able to tolerate? <laughs> and I think it. First of all. You have the nerve to say you better than Big and Pac. I got to boot you out just for that alone. <laughs> you know, so that right there is enough to get you bad. I think I could tolerate 21 Savage because I'm used to that sound here in Atlanta. So I could probably get by. At least the beats will be fire. I hope if he owns some Metro Boomin shit because I think he did a, a tape with Metro Boomin. So I think I could probably deal with that. So, okay. but yeah, Kodak Black, man, you can't go around here talking about you better than Pocket Big. And I've listened to a Kodak Black uh, project, and it, it's, it's it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I'd, rather, I'd, I'd rather eat wallpaper than, than sit there and listen to this guy. Right <laughs> it's almost like he never really listened to Pocket Big. He's just saying that because it sounds so nice to say. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. God. All right, all right. Last, last one. This was a little bit tougher. 
It's not it's not tough for me, but it's a little bit tough. One gotta go. Big Crit. Kendrick Lamar. Jay Z or Meek Mill. Oh, that's easy. What? That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> that's too easy. Meek Mill across the board, Meek. Of course. Who you gotta go for? <laughs> Thank you, B. That's Thank easy. you, B. I, I, I speak for everyone. Meek <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, me got to get up out. Me got to get up out the paint, man. <laughs> Look, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, me definitely got to get up out the paint. You got it, man. I, I have nothing to add. He, he's nowhere near no. any of the other ones you named. Not even no. You let Drake beat you, dog. Right. Come on, man. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that speaks volumes. You got beat by Drake. <laughs> yeah. That speaks volumes. Let's see what the chat room. Um, let me see if I got one more on here. Uh, Let's see. Hip hop. Uh, you know, we can go sports. Let's go. Um, one gotta go duos. Quarterback receiver duos. Um, B, I'll start with you. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, Antonio Brown, Andy Dalton, AJ Green, or Eli Manning. To Odell Beckham Jr., which one of these quarterback receivers duo has to go? I think we know what Ken's gonna say. Um, okay, you said you said Matt, Madden, uh, Julio, Ben. All right, I'll say him again. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, Ben Roethlisberger to uh, Antonio Brown, uh, AJ, AJ, uh, I mean Andy Dalton, AJ Green, and uh, Eli Manning to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Who gotta bye go? Indian. Bye, Andy and AJ. <laughs> bye, bye. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I, I, I say bye to them. Andy and AJ. Why? <laughs> oh, there you go. What do you mean? Why? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? AJ Green, Matt. You'd rather keep Matt Ryan over Andy Dalton right now? Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Julio, but Julio over AJ though. I'm picking. I'm picking exactly. Julio over AJ. I don't know, man. I, I think I might got to get uh, Matt Ryan and Julio out of here. Man, really? Based on the way Matt Ryan's been throwing the ball for the last couple of years, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, Matt Ryan hasn't been on his game lately. Okay. I he can. Um, and you know I don't like Matt Ryan either, but I of this group, I got to get rid of Dalton and Green. And I love Green. I just – Andy Dalton, I'm just not – I'm not sold on Andy Dalton at all. I'm not much sold on Matt Ryan, but I'm a little bit more sold on Matt Ryan than I am Andy Dalton. Uh, Eli and OJ got to stay, and uh, Ben and Antonio Brown, arguably the best quarterback receiver duo in the, in the league. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you, B? I already said mine, remember? I said Dalton and AJ. Okay, what about you, FIFA? I'm sorry. Yeah, same. Dalton and AJ. They got to go. Julio's better than 
both of those guys, okay. and I'll take Matt Ryan over uh, Andy Dalton any day. All right, last one before we get out of here. I'll start with you first. Before, uh, quarterbacks, one got to go. Uh, Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, or Derek Carr? Bridgewater, easy. He, he don't have the same type of arm talent as the other guys. Uh, you, get, you getting rid of the Miami guys? Hey, look, man. Look, 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 look. My eyes tell me what my eyes tell me. <laughs> my eyes tell me that man can't throw like them other guys. Them other guys got some cannons. You know, Blake Bortles cannon. You know, he he don't really have a cannon, but he has. I think he has a better arm than Bridgewater. Um, David Carr, I think, probably has the best overall arm arm talent out the group. And Tyrod, you know, like he's definitely a dual threat quarterback. Man, take take that boy Bridgewater up out of there. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Uh, Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, or Derek Carr? Who 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 got to go? Yeah, it's ooh, it's a toss up between Bridge and and Tyron Taylor. I I I think just from what I remember, it seemed like Bridgewater was the better IQ QB than Tyron Taylor. I guess as far as decision making, he didn't have the cannon like mm-hmm. Tyron Taylor, but I feel like he was more poised. <coughs> Than Tyron Taylor, so and I guess if you hand it off to Adrian Peterson, you can be more poised that way. So um, I guess I, I guess I go with Taylor, man, just off of just off of that. I mean, I, and I always like Bridgewater coming out of Louisville, man. I I, I had I, I pinned him to be pretty a, a pretty good pro when he was coming out of college. So same here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do with Tyron Taylor just because I think um, Bridgewater has got a little bit better, more IQ as a QB position right now. Right now. You know, but we, we shall see in the future. What about you, Ken? Tyrod got to go, man. Um, I like Bridgewater, man. He may not have that strong arm, but, man, that, that boy just too smooth, man. He never gets rattled, man. He's just too cool under pressure, man. And and I, I often uh, wonder if the, uh, the coaches <clears throat> have a lot to do with, um, you know, his play and not pushing the ball as much as, uh, as I think they should and can, plus the weapons. So we'll see this year because he got Stephon Diggs and he got uh, oh, definitely. Fredwell, definitely, and he got AP and Jared McKinnon, mm-hmm. who's a monster. So, and he still got Kyle Rudolph, even though he doesn't throw to him a lot. So you know he he got some he got some. They should go down the field a lot more than they did uh, last year. So I hope they let him loose this year and, and don't hold that boy back. That boy. That boy's smooth, man. Yeah, don't don't sleep on the Vikings. And we're going to be doing our NFL preview coming up. Uh, I think the Vikings can make a lot of noise this year. Um, I'm surprised, man. I, I'm getting rid of Blake Bortles. I, I think he's good. I just don't think he's as good as everybody else on this list. And FIFO mentioned Jacksonville earlier. Jack, a lot of people have jumped on the Jacksonville bandwagon for them to not only come out the AFC South, but to you know do some damage this year. Um, I got my own Jacksonville, Blake but uh, of these quarterbacks, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm rocking with uh, I'm getting rid of Bortles. Wow, yeah, yeah. you tripping? Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this is your Roy Hibbert. <laughs> no, no, Cal, Cal is warming up for the <laughs> <laughs> like, What? This <laughs> a Roy Hibbert. <laughs> Blake Bortles hey, nice. I just, hey, all of them are nice to me. I just, my personal preference, I just, 
I like I like those other guys better. And I think Tyrod, you know, with the new contract and everything. I mean, Bu- Buffalo's team is a train wreck, but um, they overpaid Tyrod. I, I'm thing. gonna we're gonna see what happens, man. We're gonna see what happens. I, I actually like oh, I, I well, you know, I think they had to, Ken, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, I agree totally. But I think they they didn't have a choice because they you know they weren't gonna pay um, uh, manual. So um, oh, one more before we get out of here. One more. Uh, this hip hop songs, hip hop songs. Um, Ken, I'll start with you. One gotta go. Gin and juice. Regulate, thuggish, ruggish bone, or players ball. Outcast. Okay, so 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 this is the toughest yeah. one out, out of the night. It's about time, Kyle. Of course, of course, and that's 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 why I saved it for last. <laughs> right. So we already know Jen and Juice stand, players ball is stand. Uh, man, regulate, man. I, I'm making this harder than it, than I think it has to be because thuggish. Thuggish, blah, thuggish, ruggish bones, man. That was that was the shit. <laughs> so yeah, regulator, regulator, gotta go. Regulator. What about you, FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> you know, listening to Ken break it down, I'm glad he went first. I I have to agree with Ken. Take regulator out. Dang. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Yeah, sorry, West Coast. I gotta go to regulate. Even though it was a huge song, it hurts me to say it, but yeah, it was. It was. I got, I got, yeah, I got, I gotta go to regulate. I got, I gotta go with it. Mm-mm-mm. But that, that, damn. That, that, I, that, I complete the set, man. Regulate, gotta go. I mean, oh, sorry, West I'll be honest. I, I can listen to Thugger's Ruggers Bone. I still can't tell you what the hell they're saying. Even oh, I think I can rap the whole that song still. Man, I bought I bought Bone Thugs first two albums. And I can't I can't tell you what two songs what they're saying. I still Ooh, don't I know, know the whole yeah seriously, and I love the albums. I, I man, I couldn't figure that stuff out, man. I think I, I the albums if, though. If we were in a car and the first album was on Creeping on a Come Up, um, I could rap the whole damn whole damn album. I, I think I know the whole. Yes, I I, I think I know the whole album, man. Oh man. <laughs> you taking me? I'm gonna have to put that on when we get off, man. For the love of money, <laughs> man. Yes, sir. What are you thinking about my favorite songs now, man? Wow. No I'm about doubt. to add this Apple Music right now. Cleveland, stand up. Yeah, that's that's when you started seeing the diversity in hip hop, man. Somebody, man, shout out Midwest and everything. Shout out to the fellas in the chat room who aren't old enough to remember these songs. <laughs> hey, hey, but, hey but man, listen. I'm sorry. Y'all just, hey, hey, y'all better y'all take your asses to Apple Music or Spotify and listen. If you haven't heard, go listen right now. Do it. Don't don't come back here next week and you haven't listened to those songs. To the albums. Yeah, we're talking about stable songs in hip hop, man. I mean, we're yeah. not saying you're gonna love them. We're not saying you're gonna love them and go crazy over them. But you have to listen to these songs. They're staple songs. I think they might be. I uh, think they will. I mean, I no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like, oh, they they gotta like it. If y'all don't like it, y'all crazy. But listen to them. Right, at right. Least no. That you yeah, listen to them. At least listen to them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Man, no surrender was my shit. I could see that whole yeah, song in yeah. my head, man. Man, yo, listen. 
I'm gonna listen to some real shit. Come on, yeah, DJ. Yeah. Man. If it, when you when Come you on, get it when you get a chance, definitely go back and listen DJ to that music, guys. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you go back and listen to that music. Get off that damn Mick Jenkins and chant but, shit. Listen hey, to some real hey, shit. Hey, hey, listen that, to that, some that's the end of the show. Shit. That's the end of the show because Ken's getting disrespectful. <laughs> Ken's getting disrespectful. Let's go, ahead, go, go ahead and cut off his mic. Go, 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 ahead, go ahead and cut him off, Kyle. Go ahead and cut him off. Hey, man. Oh, man. Man, somebody said public enemy was iffy. Oh, now it's time to go. Um, <laughs> Yo, cut, cut. cut no, it's time to go. Hey, man, that's going <laughs> to... That's going... That's going to do it for this week. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same station. You know I what can't, it is. I can't. Pass the word. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Dead End Sports be back on the air again. Uh, that's going to do it for me, for Ken, for B, for FIFO. Uh, you watched another edition of Dead End Sports. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace.